Father God, thank you so much for uh, another beautiful morning. Um, thank you so much for bringing, being our great shepherd uh, and for always providing for our needs. Um, we ask that you fill us today uh, with the Holy Spirit uh, on this beautiful morning and that uh, throughout the day that uh, the Holy Spirit uh, is within us. Uh, and may everything that we say and do be pleasing to you. Uh, and we, may we bring glory, or uh, uh, may we glorify your name today. Uh, we ask for all these things in your son's precious name. Amen. Amen. Um, so good morning, everyone. So I'm not going to teach you, uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to teach you Greek or Hebrew like Pastor Paul can, but uh, I will do my best. So we're going to cover Psalm 23 uh, on this wonderful morning. So uh, let me read Psalm 23 for, uh, for everyone. Uh, the Psalm of David. So, sorry, having technical issues. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides my heart along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So this is a, uh, a very famous psalm, right? I think everyone has heard uh, bits and pieces of it. Um, so for me, growing up, uh, I watched a lot of movies. Uh, a lot of the movies that I watched, uh, they were some, you know, some war movies, things like that. And one thing I've always noticed that in the, in, in those war movies, there's always a, a soldier that dies and there's a funeral, right? And in the funeral, there's always a pastor and the pastor always reads from the Bible. And what verse does he always read? He reads the part where it says, uh, even though I walk through the valley of, of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And then that pretty much trails off and then the, the movie, the movie continues, right? So growing up, uh, I always had that verse in my head uh, as something that is said at funerals. Uh, and so the association that I had with that was that, well, that's a verse that is really uh, about sorrow, uh, about pain, about loss, about suffering. And so that's what was ingrained in my head. So that's important context because uh, again, uh, I don't have the gift of, like Pastor Paul does uh, of teaching you um, what N.T. Wright says uh, about this verse and, and the Greek meaning behind that verse, right? So uh, I'm just going to give you my interpretation uh, of what Psalm 23 means to me. And again, the context is, well, that verse, uh, which is actually verse four, um, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, has always been uh, something that's been a negative connotation for me. So uh, growing up, uh, I, can't, I come from a big family uh, up in Michigan. I have, uh, I don't even know how many uh, aunts and uncles and cousins. I think I have maybe like eight aunts and, aunts and uncles, uh, and then maybe in the 20s in terms of the number of cousins that I have. So I, I grew up with a big family. And, I, and I, when I got you know, married, I always wanted to have a big family as well. <clears throat> and so... Um, and so some of you may know, uh, obviously the Lord has, has blessed us with, with three boys. Um, but 
What some of you may not know is that about seven years ago, after our, our first son was born, um, very quickly we got pregnant again uh, with uh, baby number two. So you can imagine uh, coming from a big family and me wanting to have a big family, oh, there's another baby on the way. So that, that excitement, that joy, uh, that anticipation, uh, those of you that are parents, you understand. Um, and, and so we're, we're very happy. Uh, and then what happened was uh, when you get pregnant, you go to the doctor, right? You get blood work done. Uh, I don't know what that blood work means, but I guess the doctor basically validates uh, if you're pregnant or not after you kind of take uh, your first initial test. And so um, my wife, Beth, goes to the doctor, uh, and then we had a pre-planned trip to Michigan. And so she goes to the doctor. The next day, we fly up to Michigan. And we're in Michigan, and uh, and I can't remember exactly how many weeks she is in terms of her pregnancy, but it's still relatively early. Um, and so we go to Michigan, and uh, for those of you that that don't know, Beth and I have a uh, a very interesting way in which we met. But the the important thing to know is that we met in church. We met at church, and uh, and I pursued her. And uh, eventually, uh, we get we get married, right? So the the pastor at the church that we met that uh, that we met at, um, it's a, an EM of a Korean United Methodist Church, and so the pastor, his name is Pastor David, and so um, he he was our pastor at, through, throughout our dating period, and so uh, as we go up to Michigan, we we would meet with, you know, we'd go to our old church, we'd say hi to to Pastor David, and and things like that. And maybe a day or two after we arrive in Michigan, Beth is telling me that her, her lower back kind of hurts, right? So, uh, again, being a guy, um, I'm like, well, you know, just suck it up. You know, it's probably you're just sore from uh, working out or something along those lines or maybe from the flight. And so I told her to, you know, to, to not be too concerned about it. And so um, because, you know, uh, people kind of, you know, say – Things ache and, and, and are painful all the time. And so, uh, so I'm telling her to, to, to deal with her back pain. And then uh, I think like the next day, she, she tells me, well, she's, um, she has spotting, uh, spotting or, or, or bleeding, right? Which is not normal. Um, and so like, okay. And, and her back pain is worse. And we actually happen to be at, at one of our close friends that lived in Michigan. Uh, we were at their house at, at that time when she went to, you know, she realized she was bleeding. And we're like, okay, well, we should probably go to the emergency room, right? So we go to the emergency room, and then um, after we, we wait, see the doctor, they run their tests. Uh, eventually, it comes back that uh, she has what's diagnosed as what's called an ectopic pregnancy. Um, quick anatomy lesson or biology lesson, uh, there's uh, an egg, right? sperm, it mates, uh, that embryo normally should attach in the uterus. Uh, when it doesn't attach in the uterus and it attaches uh, in the fallopian tube, that's called an ectopic pregnancy. And, and what happens is the embryo or the baby grows and grows. And then uh, if you don't treat it, uh, the, the, the tube will burst, the fallopian tube will burst and uh, the mother will, will bleed out, right? So obviously that's not good. Um, and there's nothing, there's nothing that they could do to kind of move the embryo aside and, and put it into the uterus. So 
what has to happen is uh, you have to have surgery. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's like a three-hour surgery. Ectopic pregnancies, are, they, they're pretty rare. It occurs in about 2% of, of all pregnancies. <clears throat> and so um, it's pretty rare. She has to, to go into a, a three-hour long surgery. And so uh, obviously uh, I mentioned that when you find out you're, you're pregnant, the, the, the amount of joy that you have is, is, is very high. Right. But when you find out, well, you have an ectopic pregnancy, you have to go into surgery. What does that mean for the embryo? Well, unfortunately, that means the embryo uh, has to uh, be destroyed because there's no way for the embryo to survive. And so that that joy and elation that you feel uh, hours before or days before you feel just as low. Right. And then not only that, uh, she has to have surgery. Uh, surgery. And, and right now uh, it's late at night. Pastor David, our, our pastor, uh, our friend told Pastor David, and, and he came to visit us in the hospital. He shows up minutes before Beth is going into the, uh, or into the operating room. And he pulls out his Bible because he's like, oh, I want to read, read a Bible verse and I want to pray. He pulls out a Bible. And what verse does he read? He reads Psalm 23. And again, remember up to that point, Psalm 23, it, it, the way that I had associated with it was, well, that's what you read at a funeral. And as he's reading it and as he's praying, what, what's going in my head is, oh my goodness, like, does he, does he not, does he not know what's going on? The, the, the surgery should be fine. Um, she's not going to pass hopefully. So why is he reading this, this verse? Um, and so, you know, after he prays, we thank him. He leaves. Beth goes into the emergency room, and I'm I'm basically by myself. So uh, our oldest at the time, he's he's with my parents uh, at at my parents' house. I'm at the hospital, and so I pull out my phone. Um, we don't have like high speed internet at the time because this is like 2013. But I I researched Psalm 23, and I'm reading about it, uh, and I Google it like the meaning behind Psalm 23, and it's actually not about fear, loss, pain, and suffering, it's actually the opposite. It's about comfort. It's about knowing that God is your shepherd. It's about knowing that you lack nothing because God always provides and that he'll always take care of you. And so just reading through that and understanding that, that psalm totally did a paradigm shift in my head because there was one about pain and suffering, but in reality, it's about knowing that God is always there and that he's... uh. And I blame Hyun for this because he was emotional last week. <laughs> so I, I, I'm getting emotional. Beth is going next week. So it's going to be Beth's turn to be emotional next week. <laughs> but it, it, it's about, it, it's about knowing that he'll always take care of you. And so that gave me so much comfort. And so, yeah, Psalm 23, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very famous. Everyone knows about it. And I can't stop looking at Evan's hair because he looks like a shark. But it's, it's knowing that, um, it's knowing, yeah, it's famous, but that meaning uh, for that, that verse um, totally changed the, my outlook. And so, um, 
that's what I wanted to, to, to share. Again, uh, I don't know what, what the Greek meaning behind all of this is or what it translates to Hebrew, but I do know that um, what 23, Psalm 23 means to me is that uh, it's about comfort and it's about God being the ultimate shepherd. So uh, that's just what I wanted to, to share uh, this morning. Uh, I think that's it. So, I think there's a song. Pastor Paul, you got the. Uh, Would you like to pray, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll sing. So oh, pray. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Father God, um, thank you so much again for just being our shepherd and knowing that through uh, difficult times, through strange times, uh, you always are in our midst. You always are in our presence. And that that knowledge will always give us comfort. Um, thank you so much for, uh, even though we may doubt ourselves, we may doubt you, uh, you never doubt us. Uh, you always have confidence in us. And uh, we just give so much thanks for that. Uh, again, thank you for this beautiful morning, and uh, may everything that we do uh, bring honor and glory to your name. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.